Good evening, family. Welcome to Faith Harvest Worship Center Roundtable Discussion. My name is Pastor Robert Ingram. On my left, we have Pastor Bruce Perkins, the associate pastor here at Faith Harvest, um, the founder of Heart to Heart Ministry with his first lady, Lady A. Hello, Lady A. And um, his, his ministry is about relationship, counseling and relationship, marriage, and individual counseling. And it's a great pleasure to have him here today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. I've been looking forward to this opportunity. It's been a while since you've been at the table with us. And I know God has been speaking to you as you've been speaking to other people. And um, today uh, we're going to be talking about um, having the mind of Christ. And um, one of the questions I have is how do I have, how can I have the mind of Christ? Pastor Bruce. Praise, praise the Lord. Thank you, my brother. Um, but first of all, <clears throat> You got to be born again first. Okay. There, you, there must be a relationship with God, uh, confessing Christ as your Lord and Savior, and then learning to apply scriptures, scriptures to your mindset, to transform your mind from the old way of thinking to a, a new way of thinking, a godly way of thinking. But first of all, let me let me explain something about the mind. Like I was telling, talking to you earlier about. Uh, how I got into this this part of the, uh, the kingdom teaching. Um, over 25 years ago, I was in a service, and uh, I heard a pastor say, uh, "Don't tell me about them feelings." Hmm. He, you know, it was the members were complaining about they felt this, they felt that, and he, at the time he was a word. He was he he is a word teacher, and he was a word teacher back then. Hmm. He was teaching the word. And he felt that you apply the word to whatever situation you was having, then it should help you, mm -hmm. you know. And you and I know that some people can do that. They can apply the word to their situation and things work out. But everybody and a lot of people can't do that. Yes. They've been doing it, but it hasn't been working. And because of the mind, and the mind is part of the soul, mm -hmm. you know, because the Bible said we're a spirit, soul, and a body. Wow. And in your soul, you have three parts. You have volition, ability to choose right and wrong, and the mind, intellectual power, wisdom, and knowledge. Uh -huh. And the third part of your soul is your emotions. <laughs> uh, is your emotions. So, so you have, a, you have a, a volition. I'm good. I got one right here. Can you prepare? You have volition, ability to choose right and wrong, and the mind, the intellectual power, wisdom, and knowledge. That's where you store stuff. Mm -hmm. You've been storing stuff since, you know. From, from young age. From young age. That you can remember. Yeah, that you can remember. I mean, you know, I mean, you, you know that stuff is there. So, so you're saying those things play a part in who I become and who I am right now. Exactly. And that's, okay. and that's the problem. Um, that's the issue, I would say. Okay. That's the issue. That's, that's the struggle. That's the battle. That's the battleground, the mind. Getting that mind to download or to erase what has already been applied over the years. You know? So that's where they talk about renewing of the mind, that right. transformation. In Hebrews, we talk about, uh, 12 talk about renewing the mind, the transformation. Uh, uh, uh. And also, you have to understand that where you... The atmosphere you grew up in, there were some things spoken, some smells, some sounds. There were some, some words uh, that was applied to your mind over the years that, trans, uh, that changed you into seeing certain things a different way from what I was seeing. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, I'm a little bit older than you, so I grew up in some things. I seen some things and heard some things and, and, uh, and smelled some things and been around some things that caused me to have a certain way I, I respond to certain things. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Okay. But, but, but the most important thing is that all those things that we experienced growing up, mm -hmm. they form a, an emotional response to it. And emotional, you got to understand, an emotional response. So if my, if my brother and I fought every day, 
every day. He's my brother. And we fought all the time, knocked down dragon fights. And, uh, and so that, every time I would see him or somebody looked like him, I would remember the fight. Right. Gotcha. Now, I would remember the fight. And, I re- and, and if I lost the fight and I got hurt, now I'm emotionally scarred by him beating me up or jumping <laughs> on me. So anybody looked like him, anybody sound like him, anybody reminded me of him, my emotions will dictate how I felt about that person. So it, it just brings that back to remembrance. Yes. And until we deal with those issues, they will always come back. They'll always and come back. There'll always be a reflection of that, of that situation in our lives, regardless if it's your brother or just someone who looks like him there or just go. reminds you uh-huh. or have a scent of, that's like even dealing with relationships. Yes. Even in a relationship. If I, if I was in high school and I seen Nancy and Nancy was a tall, light-skinned girl and she broke my heart, you know, now and I'm 25 years old, I see another tall, light-skinned girl, I reminds me of Nancy, then, I, you know, then emotionally my, I'm emotionally scarred by her and there I am, I have an emotional response or dictate how I felt about who I see. So how, how can we get past those things? Because as you said, I know those are major things. And I was speaking to some students today, and we were talking about looking at the man in the mirror, mm-hmm. doing a self-reflection of ourselves and being honest with ourselves about the things that, about who we are, what we can deal with, and what we can't deal with. And, and being able to give those things that we are haven't been able to deal with ourselves to God and, and being in the position to work out some of those things that we are able to deal with now that we have a, that we know ourselves a right. little bit more. Right. You know, uh, there, there's a, uh, a saying that uh, if you practice something for 21 days, mm-hmm. you'll begin to start doing it. Doing it. Uh-huh. Well, you know, that's true in some things. In some things. See, I call, I call your emotions the debt collector. Whatever, whatever scarred you in your emotions, someone's going to pay for it. Someone's going to re- have to uh, feel the onslaught of how I've been feeling about what has happened to me. You know, even though it happened to, from a, a parent or happened from a brother or happened from somebody in the neighborhood, that uh-huh. feeling of being hurt uh, uh, in 20 years ago Look at all the hurt that piled on top of that over the 20 years ago that has not been forgiven. That's why, uh, that's why if, if forgiveness is not truly uh, uh, applied. applied properly, right, it's only words being spoken. You have to truly forgive a person, and every time that your emotions are to dictate another response to what you have already forgiven, you got to put your emotions in, in check. Mm-hmm. You know, God took care of that. The Bible said, cast your cares on him. Mm-hmm. We care for you. I uh, keep on casting my care on, 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 on Christ. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then Colossians, turn, turn to Colossians uh, 3 and 1. And the Bible has so many scriptures. If you just Google uh, the, uh, the mind in the Bible and see how many scriptures that refers to... Uh, you want me to read that scripture? Yes, go ahead. Bro. Read it until which, what uh, verse? Uh, King James is fine. Uh, to what verse? Oh, 1 and 2. 1 and 2? Mm-hmm. Okay, King James Version. All right, it says, If ye then be risen with Christ, Come on. seek those things which are above right. where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections mm-hmm. on things above and not on things on the earth. So... So what that scripture is saying is that you have to take charge of how setting your mind and your affections on spiritual and kingdom things in scripture. You can't keep allowing your mind to dictate how you feel. Mm. See, and see, uh, so 25 years ago when that pastor said, uh, I don't want to hear about feelings, just apply the word. He was, that, that's a true statement, but you have to teach people so how to, to apply the words to their feelings. But you can't, you can't sit out there, I don't want to hear about it. Because mm-hmm. see, see, when a person's damaged in their emotions, uh-huh. when they're already damaged in emotions, any negative word <laughs> can set up 
barriers to what you're going to say next. You know, it's funny that you say that because... That's what the Bible said, loving kindness. In management, they teach us if we're doing corrective actions, always come with the positive and then come with the corrective actions afterwards because if you come with the negative of what they're doing wrong, the barriers go up. Like you said, they become defensive. But if we come with positive and then give corrective actions on what they did wrong, then they're more open and receptive to receive it. Exactly. And so uh, I've been at this for 20-some years. Mm -hmm. And you're good at it. Thank you, my brother. All because of God. All because of God. Because I was, I was once hurt. When that person, when the pastor said that to that person, well, I don't want to hear about your feelings. At the time, it's, it stuck a core inside of me because I understood how that person was feeling. feeling. And, that, and I knew the situation. They had just been uh, in a broken relationship, and they was hurt. And they wanted some answers to how to get rid of the pain, you know. And uh, for one, one of the things you have to realize that if you don't start forgiving people that hurt you, you're only going to apply more hurt to the hurt that's already been, you've been feeling. You've got to let people go. And forgiveness is not them getting pay- payback. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is release you from, the, from, the, from the, the pain. And allow God to deal and with allow that. allow God to deal with it. And, and, and let God into you. Because mm-hmm. as long as you hold unforgiveness, he can't, he can't get in. Deal with you. Mm-hmm. Right? Remember Jesus on the cross? The Father, forgive them, forgive them for, for they, they know, know not, not what they do. And he knew exactly, exactly. who they were. Mm-hmm. He knew their daddies. He knew their mamas. He even created them. He yes. knew how they re- was raised, all that. He knew exactly who was beating on him, mm-hmm. but he said, Father, forgive them, because he knew they didn't know what they were doing. You know? So forgiveness is powerful. And, so, uh, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, and, 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 and I think this goes true for, for many of us out there, and I could even say it for myself, because there were some times where even with, dealing with family and, and, and different situations where people did some things and at that time I didn't understand it and there was hurt and disappointment in it but now as I'm an adult and a more mature I understand they only did what they knew exactly you know yes. and, and that's the part that we have to understand out there family is that some people are doing some people don't get me wrong. Some people are making conscious choices yes, yes. on what they're doing, but some people are just doing all that they know. Yeah. And even in their conscious choices that they're doing it, they even off-key. something mm-hmm. going on inside of them to want to damage you or hurt you, and they, realize, they don't even realize what they're doing, doing. to you because mm-hmm. they've been damaged. You know? um, mm-hmm. This is one of the things I've learned through this, this journey of this ministry that I'm in. I don't say, I try not to say anything to, I don't try, I try not to say anything hurtful or negative to my wife. Uh-huh. Because women are designed, if you give it to them, they're going to give, give it, it back. back. They, they, I heard the word, they're incubators. <laughs> they're incubators. They'll <laughs> they, hold it for nine months. And they'll give birth to and it. And they'll give it birth to and it. And it'll yeah. be bigger than what you gave it to yes. them. Yes. <laughs> Most women are more uh, uh, clever on how they give you that tea back. You know, they can give you that. They, you, you give them a teaspoon, they give you a whole pot back. And, yes. uh, and, and believe me, when they give it back to you, it's coming with their emotions and their affections and, and all the drive in them to protect themselves from, their, from being damaged. You know, it's just, just, a, it's just a human response. We all do it, you know. Yes. Yes. Somebody riding down the highway and flip a finger at you. You know, you want to you know, you respond back, but you got to let that go, go. Because you don't want to carry anything to your next place where you're going that's inside of you that's not God. That's right. Yep. So, when I was, uh, so I've been, I've been at this for going on 20-some years, and I just started going to class, uh, a biblical uh, psycho- uh, psychology now, and counseling class now. And it's, uh, it's, I, I found out that what I've been doing is called uh, uh, um, cognitive disorder. Cognitive disorder. Cognitive disorder. Cognitive disorder is the state of having a incest thought, I believe, or attitude, 
and it works like this. There's always a situation or an event, and there's an automatic thought, an automatic thought. That automatic thought has an emotional response, a psychological response, then a behavior. Hmm. That's cognitive disorder, cognitive disorder. And everybody has a, a, we all have events all day long. Something go mm-hmm. on at the job. We're talking about we're having on my job. Yes. And then there's a, a, a automatic thought. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're around, you always have an automatic thought. That automatic thought puts you in an in a emotional response. response. That emotional response give you, uh, makes make you come up with a psychological situation. Okay. That psychological situation results in a behavior, how you're going to respond to it. So all those things happen from that event. So... So basically, if if you don't really understand yourself, right, your response or your reaction is just gonna be based off of what happened during that event. Yes. And and everything that might have happened in your past mm-hmm. or, or in in a relationship or whatever it may have been, that adds that added to that and you're just reacting to it. Right. And if you're the type of person to always react to a neg- negatively to an event, uh, that behavior becomes, that's who they judge you up as, who you are. They, you always react in an in a aggressive or negative, negative or angry way. Then there could be some uh, chemical disorder uh, unbalancing there too. Mm-hmm. So the person might need medication or they might need to uh, learn how to control their anger or whatever, but you're Reaction to every thought from a, an event will cause you to respond that way. Then there, it, 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 sometimes it gets you laid off, mm-hmm. get you fired, get you alone, get you divorced, get you separated, get you get you sitting by yourself. People don't want to be around you, mm-hmm. and you suffer. You suffer, and that's where biblical counseling comes in. I help people to 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 learn how to apply the Word of God. See, the Holy Spirit, the Word of God. Remember when David said, uh, I've hid thy word in my heart that I may not sin against yes. you. Applying that word to your heart, to your soul, to your mind, it, uh, allows you to overcome those uh, 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 events that cause this behavior. You know, it's funny because I had to do anger management counseling. Oh, did you? Yes, I had to. Well, do. I, I would have never known, brother. I spent two years in anger management. Two years? Two It must years. have worked, brother. It worked. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, I thought I didn't need it. Yes. And, and that's the thing with a lot of people. But However, when I got in the class, and, and, and the thing is, it wasn't biblical-based, mm-hmm. you know, that my biblical base applied later on, yeah. but what I was able to identify is triggers. Yes, I was able to. I, I it, it put me Emotion in a position where I had to look at the man in the mirror mm-hmm. and begin to recognize the things that were triggers mm-hmm. in my life mm-hmm. and why they were triggers, and exactly. being able to, if I can overcome them, yes, or if I just needed to avoid them because I haven't been able to deal with them yet. Exactly. But the key to it was me recognizing them for what they were and that it was no one else's problem but my own. Yes. That I couldn't blame anybody else for it. It might have been situations that happened, Mm -hmm. but that was done. That was the deal. I had to deal with what was the now situation because otherwise it was going to affect my future and and my now. Exactly. You know, like you said, it could cause divorce. It could cause a whole lot of different situations if I didn't deal with that now. And people say they they don't like me. Well, it's not that they don't like you. They don't like how you respond, how you're acting. You know, your acting is not the real you. The real you. The real you is who's in the inside struggling, trying to get out. The God you. That's the that's the that's the real you. And those and that's those two years of that secular counseling for anger allow you to recognize that you had an issue and you got triggers mm-hmm. and to overcome those triggers I overcome those triggers and that uh, the anger down the road here come the scriptures here come the word of God now this is what the Holy Spirit does the Holy Spirit is so awesome mm-hmm. so powerful he can reveal to you 
uh, how the triggers start, when the trigger's going to, you know, when, and then he can, he can cause you to stop it right in the middle of your ability to act out. Yes. You, you know, and then, uh, and then he'll give you the, the grace and the compassion to apologize when you never apologize. You yes. Know, yes. Most angry people don't apologize until later on. You can apologize right then and there. The Holy Spirit give you that grace and that anointing to apologize for act, for acting out. You know. Yeah. And, and even for me, even now today, like there's some times where you ever been accused of some stuff and and you you want to defend yourself, mm -hmm. but if you defend yourself, you may say some things that continues the argument even more. Yes, yes. So sometimes you just have to be quiet. Be quiet. Be quiet and allow some time to pass. Allow that person to vent whatever they need to vent out. And then before you respond, you reflect on what they said and give the proper response. You know, even, if, even if they were wrong in right. their accusation. You know, uh, the male ego sometimes gets out of hand. And I, I say... Uh, being quiet is the most powerful tool in understanding your emotions. Uh, if you let your ego get out of hand, you'll re like you said, you'll respond to stuff and it go down the road to something bigger and bigger. Turn to Romans, uh, Romans eight and five. Read that one for me, brother. Romans eight five. Because if you don't see, you have to have this. Uh, this the, you have to have some word every day. Sir. A dose of the word every day. You got there's some scriptures that you that you might like or you might the Holy Spirit might lead you to. Write those. I got some some down here. I, I'm a I'm a. I'm you a gonna share with us? I'm gonna share with you. All right, Romans eight five. It says, "For they that are after the flesh do minds the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit." Yes. So. If it's going to cause conflict mm -hmm. for a wrong judgment, is if it's going to cause disorder that cause you to be out of control, if it's going to cause you to uh, not handle your emotions, then it, 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 it probably be of the flesh. Mm -hmm. You know, it's probably your flesh got you to respond or to act out something that you shouldn't do. So that's why I said always uh, mindful, be mindful of the things of the spirit. Um, all the time, always have your mind focused on Christ, how Christ would do it, how God would want to be pleased by what I say or what I do. Like I would tell you about some situation on my job, somebody came to me with some rumors, you know. Mm -hmm. I choose not to get involved into the rumors, you know, because I didn't want that in my bag, bag. Mm -hmm. you know. I already got stuff in my bag I'm trying to get out now. <laughs> You know, I don't right. want to add anything into my bag that's from somebody else's garbage. So, know? family, you hear what he said? Don't carry somebody else's baggage. No. We have enough baggage to carry of yes. our own. So yes. we don't need to carry the rumors or any baggage that anybody else have. Deal with the baggage that you got. We need to unload that and not add more to it. Amen? Yes. I would like to read um, that same scripture from the uh, Amplified. And it says... That is because the mind of the flesh with its carnal thoughts and purposes yes. is hostile to God. Yes. For it does not submit <laughs> itself to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. See, the scriptures establish a law inside of you. Mm -hmm. And that's what humbles you to make you be repentant, to repent, and to be compassionate. But if there's no law inside of you, then you're going to run amok. Your flesh will run amok. So this is when we go back to the, the question from the beginning, having a mind like Christ. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm a young man or a young woman who, who haven't submitted myself to Christ because right. I really don't understand what that entails or, or what that means. However, the Holy Spirit is alive and well yes. and and it continues to speak and I spoke about this before that before I really had an understanding of what the Holy Spirit was God was speaking to yeah. me you know just like he's speaking to you guys right now you know and it's just about us being obedient 
to what that word is telling exactly. us because we got to recognize that it's opposite of what we want to do and what our flesh is telling us to do. Exactly. Amen. Uh, and when, when we were talking about that last week, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and I, my favorite scripture is Titus 2 and 11. It said, for the grace of God. Pull it up. Read it. Pull it up. Titus 2 and 11. Titus 2 and 11. My favorite scripture. Because this, when I realized what this scripture represents, I realized that there was the Holy Spirit uh, beckoning me even when I was in my mess. I must have backslid from 35, from 18 to 35 a thousand times. Mm. Wow. I was in and out of church. So, so family, did you hear what he just said? <laughs> he might have backslid from 18 to 35 a thousand times. A thousand times. A thousand so, times. So the grace of God is sufficient for us all. Yes. The key to it is we just have to be obedient. God is waiting on you to just begin to follow his will for your life. So here, let me read this scripture. And I'm coming out of, I'm reading it out of Amplified. Okay. Okay. You said 12, right? No, uh, 2 and 11. 2 and 11, yes. All right. So it says, for the grace of God, his unmerited favor and blessing has come forward, appeared for the deliverance from sin and the eternal salvation of all mankind. So that's. That scripture represents that the Holy Spirit is bringing grace to everybody. Everybody. I don't care what language, what country, what, wherever you are, the great, because you have a spirit inside of you that God breathed the breath of life into Adam, and Adam gave us all that breath. That, that, that was the spirit into Adam. Adam gave it to, uh, from Adam to all mankind. So that grace touched that spirit to all mankind, and it brings grace that it will beckon you to salvation for mm. deliverance. And from 18 to 35, the Holy Spirit would not leave me alone until mm. I, I humbled myself and came to Christ and surrendered. So the Holy Spirit is beckoning somebody right now. Yes, it is. Right now. You know, and, when, and he's not asking you to be perfect. Mm. He's not asking you to, to start reading the Bible, jump up and down, and start speaking in tongues. He's asking you to surrender your, surrender heart, your heart to make the first mm. step so you can re- learn to start receiving deliverance for your soul, your spirit. Once you come to Christ, your spirit. So, look, the Bible said we are the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. We are already righteous in our spirit when we accept Christ. It's our soul that's hurting. It's, it's, and look, well, that's, that's Sunday's message. Okay. I can't, I can't okay. get in that. So, so <laughs> let, me, let me just share this with you. And, and I think I spoke about it last week. And I think Pastor, really Pastor Ray <laughs> mentioned it also i went i went back home to my to where i was born at to to a funeral of a mm-hmm. friend of mine who i grew up with and and i haven't been home it's been 10 years and the last time i was there was for a funeral and it's been 32 years really since i've been back and i had an opportunity to see some people who i haven't seen in 32 years you know, and, and what I realize and what they seen in me is, is the grace of God on my life because they knew me when I was in the world, yes. when I was doing the things of the world, you know, and now they see me and they see a, a, a different a Rob, a, a new me, a transformed Rob, yes. you know, and, 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 and I had an opportunity to speak into some of my friends' lives whose lives are still somewhat in the same place that they were 32 years ago, yes, unfortunately. And, and at this funeral, it was one of my friends who I grew up with who at that time, he was just telling someone he was ready to turn his life around. Praise God. He was ready to turn his life around. And my prayer is that... that prior to him passing, that he gave himself to Those God. Those words spoken, I was about to turn his life around. Listen, brother, that's all Jesus need. And, and I want to turn my life around. And, and I believe Look, it was so. And he, he may not know how to uh, do Romans 10, 9, and 10, mm-hmm. but those words, I want to turn my life around, the Holy Spirit grabs hold of that. Was enough. Because his heart was turning already. Was enough. His heart Amen. was turning already. You know, um, a lot of times, you know, what you said, when you went back, mm-hmm. they ain't seen you in 10 years, 
You don't look like the same Rob. Mm -hmm. You don't sound like the same Rob. You don't have the same complexion on your face like the same Rob, the back in the day Rob. You you look more older, more mature, and more wise, and more anointed. Mm -hmm. Your speech is different. You don't, you don't, your your slang is different. Your style is different because that's what the Holy Spirit does. He renews the inner man first. Yes, sir. And then 10 years go by, you've got to be a brand new man on the outside. Yeah. Praise God. You know, and and, and something you said important that those, some of those, those things that I used to enjoy, Mm -hmm. I used to do, those things begin to fall away. You don't even have a desire or a want for them. And even if you do, the Holy Spirit convicts you of it. And, and, and it's up to you that s- someone spoke of, spoke this word about tug of war, yeah. a tug of war with the flesh, yes. you know, and that's where you got to be able to beat down your flesh. And I, t- I was telling the young people today that something that helped me in my walk with Christ and doing things differently was I started making decisions not based off of how I felt, but how it made the people who I love felt. Mm-hmm. How it made them feel and, 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 and what it did to them. And that made my decision for my choices a lot easier because I knew if I did something wrong, that how it would affect them. And I didn't want to hurt the people I love. Yes, right, exactly. Because you got a new heart. Um, Galatians 5 16. Galatians 5 16. And it, you know, it takes time. Mm-hmm. But you yes, got to be does. consistent. You got to stay at it. Even if you fall, get up. Even if you make a mistake, get back on, get back up, get it back up and start over. Hey, listen, you just spoke, you just spoke a testimony for every backslider out there from 18 to 35. So he made mistakes. Like he said, God is not looking for you to be perfect. He's looking for you to be better and to make that choice that you're going to be obedient and you're going to follow and trust him. Look at his life. He can tell you his own testimony that his life is far from what it was when he was 32 or even 18. And it's not because of himself. It's because the grace of God on his life. You know, I beat myself up more than God would beat. God didn't beat me up. I was beating myself up. I beat myself up. I felt so bad because I I disappointed God. I felt so bad because I made a mistake. But I didn't understand at the time. And God, now that I know that God understood that, God knew that I didn't understand. But he never left me. He stayed there tugging on me, tugging on me, tugging on me. Even when I got sloppy, drunk, falling down, crying, hurt, wounded, the Holy Spirit was there trying to lift me back up out that muck and mire. Mm. In the darkest places, the Holy Spirit was there. In the worst places, God, even when I was in the club on the dance floor trying to throw my thing down, get my groove on, the Holy Spirit was <laughs> they just tugging on me. That's right. Pastor Bruce, I'll tell you, <laughs> you're testifying uh, to the people, and, and, and you even testifying for me on my behalf yes, because I was one of those young men who made mistakes that mm-hmm. I thought I couldn't be redeemed yes, for. Lord, I thought that was the end for me. Yes. However, because I didn't know God the way I know him now, I didn't know that he can use. Mm. He used the people who did some of those, some things that you wouldn't even think he'd be able to use and and his grace is sufficient for us all the key to it is us making that choice to follow him and my life pastor bruce life and even your life if you really be honest with yourself is not the same because you begin to make different choices because your conscience begin to convict you and that conscience is the holy spirit of god speaking to you you know one of the, I've been, I've been at this for, uh, like, I, like I said, for 25 some years. And um, I started out as a deacon. I started out with children, children's ministry. My wife and I started with children's ministry. And then I started out as, as a minister. I started out teaching black presence in the Bible. Didn't know it was there. I started teaching black presence in the Bible in, in, a, in a Bible institute. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't end, up getting a, a, end up getting a bachelor's degree in theology. And then, but this ministry was always in there. This, hmm. this, this is my purpose. The yes. hurt and pain I went through in relationships before I met my beautiful wife, Lady A, uh, those were just, I was just in the schoolhouse of the Holy Spirit of Amen. learning of broken hearts. Amen. You know, because I, I always wanted the romantic relationship. 
you know. Yes, sir. What I, what, you know, I would uh, uh, imagine, and I got a beautiful wife, a beautiful mm-hmm. wife. We've been, we've been married over 30, 32 years, a beautiful Amen. wife. And, uh, and uh, through, all, through, the, through the journey with her, I've learned a lot on how to handle a relationship. I don't, like I said, I don't give my wife anything I don't want back. I never heard her curse. I've seen her angry. Now, she ain't, she ain't perfect. I ain't perfect. But we have a blessed relationship all because I apply the word of God. Um, turn, turn to, turn to um, Philippians. Do we read Galatians? Not Galatians. Galatians. You told me Galatians 5. What was it? 517? For the uh, desires of the flesh. Yes, read that. Galatians 5, 17, I'm coming out with the Amplified. Yes. It says, for the desires of the flesh are opposed to the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and the desires of the Spirit are opposed to the flesh. Yes. Godless human nature, for these are antagonistic to each other, continually yes. withstanding and in conflict with each other, they, so that you are not free but are prevented from doing what you desire to do. They, 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 these two don't, don't agree ever. Mm. They don't agree ever. They oppose each other. So, but the Holy Spirit is pulling, you t- pulling on you to do the right thing. Now, uh, go to Philippians 2, 4, and 5. Family, please write down these scriptures so you can reflect on them at a later yeah. date. You said 2, 4, and 5? Yep. You know, we always, there's always, like I said, that this cognitive behavior, there's always going to be an event. There's always going to be someone that's going to want to bring something into your atmosphere to cause you to respond the old way, mm-hmm. to make a decision uh. the old way. You know, but the Bible has something for that. Read, read it. It says, let each of you esteem and look upon and be concerned for not merely his own interests. Come on. But, but also each in the interest of others. Let this same attitude and purpose and humble mind Come be on. in you, which is in Christ Jesus. Let him be your example of humility. Like I, like I was telling you before we started the session, uh, a young lady came to me on my job and was saying something about a rumor she heard, you know, and, uh, and, and uh, I've, I've been ministering to her Everyone, when I can, by mm-hmm. showing her godly kindness and you know respect, and you know just teaching her like I would want to be treated. Yes, you know? that's what the scripture means. Yes, so sir. she came to me with this rumor, right, that she heard, and and uh, so I, I said, I, you know, I don't want to get into that, and walked away. But the, but a couple of days later, I went to her, and I I told her, I said, you know, don't allow another person to unload their garbage on you, because you're already dealing with enough stuff yourself. You, know, right. you, don't, you don't need for somebody else to, you know, those rumors sound good if, if that's part of the, it's the flesh. Mm-hmm. The flesh want to hear negative, negative rumors. Things. You know? That's right. So, but, you know, since we, we, we're walking in the spirit, and mm. I, want, I want to be able to treat her like I want to be treated and respect her like I want to be respected, I had to let her know, don't let, don't, don't let my do that. By letting her know that, she won't bring it to me, me. again. That's right. You know? That's right. She said, "Well, I know I can't tell it to him, she, even if she wants to, even if she wants to dive into it on her own. Yes. She won't bring it to me." You know, it's, it's, today I was talking to the kids, and I spoke to you about that early mm-hmm. about edification. You know, and and building people up because that's what Christ is about. It's about building people up, and we were talking about how to be a friend with Christ and and being like Christ and and edifying people. And and so I've been challenging the kids, and I challenge you out there: edify someone, build somebody up, speak positive into somebody, do something nice for somebody. Allow that be to be something that you want to strive for in the next couple of days, and watch how that. Watch how you start receiving that same thing back that you give out. Yeah. Amen? Uh, uh, Romans 12, 12. Listen Romans to this. Romans 12, 12. Because there are situations where we are struggling. Uh-huh. There are situations where things do happen. Yes, sir. There are, there are situations where we do lose control. This is what, what happens when you are uh, uh, in those situations. Listen to this. It says, result and exalt in hope. Be steadfast and patient in suffering and tribulation. Come on. Be, be in constant 
Be constant in prayer. Yes. Contribute to the needs of God's people, mm-hmm. sharing in the necessities of the saints. Yes. Pursue the practice of hospitality. Yes. Blessed are those who persecute you. Bless those who persecute you, who are cruel in their attitudes towards you. Bless and do not curse them. Come on. It says, rejoice with those who rejoice, sharing others' joy, and weep with those who weep, sharing others' grief. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, snobbish, high-minded, exclusive, (laughs) but readily adjust yourself to people, things, and give yourselves to humble tasks. Never overestimate yourselves or be wise in your own conceit. You know, Mm -mm. that's what you have to learn to be. You have to be that one that's not like the world. You stand uh, uh, outside of all that that, that stuff that's going on. You have to learn to pray. You have to learn to be humble. You have to learn to be be, be a, a, a servant to those that are, are struggling. Like I was a servant to that young, that young lady. You know, I served her God's best. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even though it doesn't look like service to her, but I was, that's what I was doing with, you know, serving her God's best. By doing that, practice that, and be consistent in it, it become automatic. Yes. Even when you, like, and look, the next couple of days, we had to put the, pour this additive into the, the bus. It's called uh-huh. a DFF, a DEF. It's, it's an additive. I remember I had to pour it in our yeah. bus. <laughs> you, you, get, you get the diesel gas, then you got to go pour this DEF in there. And it's a struggle. If you don't pour it in right, it goes all over, the, all over the ground. So after a couple of days later, she was saying, oh, I, I hate doing this. I hate doing this. And I said, yeah, everybody got to do it. I walked past her. I said, yeah, everybody got to do it, right? And we had to go pump it into this container. Mm-hmm. We had pumped three up, three up in the container. So I walked past her, right? And as I walked past, the Holy Spirit said, pour it in there for her. I said, oh, Lord. Okay, Lord. Okay, here I go. So I went back, poured the stuff in there. And she said, oh, thank you, Mr. Bruce. Thank-. They call me Mr. Bruce down mm-hmm. there. Thank you. And I try not to use my title because I don't yes. want nobody to be standoffish. Gotcha. Not that Understood. I don't, don't want to honor who I am. Yes. I just want to be wise in my approach Folks. around secular people. Yes. You uh-huh. know? And so I poured the DF in there, and we got to talking, and, you know, she said, thank you, thank you. She'll always remember that. Yes. She'll remember that. She'll remember the God in me for being kind to her. And, and the key to and that is her. your obedience. Yes. Your obedience. And that's what we say to you today, family. In order for us to have that mind of Christ, we got to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. And like he said, for the most part, really all the time, it's opposite of the flesh. Yes. Like he said, he ain't really want to go pump that for her. No. He was great go about his business. He had his I own got, things I he had to do. my own bus. That's right. But he trusted the yeah. Holy Spirit yeah. and he was obedient to it and he was blessed for it. And like he said, that young lady will never forget that. So sometimes we could be missing the opportunity to be a blessing on someone's life. God placed people in your life for a reason. Don't miss the opportunity to be a blessing so you can be blessed. Amen. So, Pastor Bruce, here are a couple of scriptures. Well, these are a couple of sayings based off of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, um, starting at verse 5. And it was saying, one of them is saying, the mind of Christ stands in sharp contrast to the wisdom of man. Yes. And then it says, number two, the mind of Christ involves wisdom, the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God once hidden, but now is revealed. And you find that in verse 7. And number 3, it says, The mind of Christ is given to believers through the Spirit of God. Verse 10 10 through 12. And number 4, it says, The mind of Christ cannot be understood by those without the Spirit. You know, uh, exactly, yes. Um, The wisdom of God is always contrary to the wisdom of man. (laughs) They they they, They don't think the same way. God's wisdom is always about uh, deliverance, healing, grace, hmm. mercy. God's it's always always that way. Um, the world was the, the my, man's mind was would say man's wisdom would say, "Oh, let her do her own stuff. Everybody got to do it. She had to learn sometime. Wow. <laughs> you know, she she uh, uh, she'll figure she'll figure it out. You know, but 
God's wisdom says, do it for her. So you it know, goes back to what we were talking about. Even more. It's, all, it's all about building up. Yep. It's all about building up, edifying. Oh, we did Colossians. Okay, uh, let's look at 2 Corinthians 4, 16. 2 Corinthians 4, 16. You still in the Amplified? Yes, you want me to go to? Uh, do the King James and come back to Amplified. Okay. All right, 4, 16, it says, For which cause we faint not, but thou, but thou, but through our outward man perish. Mm -hmm. Yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and external weight of glory. Come on. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not are eternal. eternal. So this relationship with God, this walk with God, this walk with the Holy Spirit will show you things that you normally would never see if you haven't walked walked with God. And also what it would do, it'll it'll bring a joy, (laughs) a joy of knowing that you got peace, knowing that you got got security, knowing that you got a happiness on the inside. It's not the paycheck or the new cell phone. It's the happiness and the joy of God on the inside because you're being obedient to the word of God. You, you don't mind getting up in the morning and saying, Lord, thank you. I ain't going to say I don't mind getting up. I do mind getting up sometimes, but I enjoy. If you go to bed on time. <laughs> <laughs> but I enjoy. Don't do that. Don't I, do that. I enjoy what I do, do get up. so it yeah. gives me pleasure. Yeah. And I look forward to having an opportunity and to I, do it. And I understand what you I understand what you mean because I don't like getting up either. But I set my mind after I get up. That's just like that I go on a bathroom and I set my mind to learn to enjoy this day. You're Amen. Right. That that that's right. the key. You're right, brother. That You're that's right. the key. So I'm gonna read that from uh, the from the amplified, okay. and I start at what 16, <laughs> right? Yes. No, sir. 16 or 15. Uh, 16. You started 16. 16. Mm-hmm. It says. And amplify. Therefore, we do not become discouraged, utterly spiritless, exhausted, or wearied out of out through fear. Though though our outer man is progressively decaying and wasting away, yet our inner self is being progressively renewed day after day. For our light momentarily afflictions. This slight distress of passing hour is ever more and more abundantly preparing and producing and achieving for us an everlasting weight of glory beyond all measures, excessively surpassing all comparison and all calculation, a vast and transcendent glory and blessedness never to cease. Since we consider and not and look not at the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, for the things that are visible are temporal, brief and fleeting, but the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting. Yes. Wow. Deathless and everlasting. And you said something important, Pastor Bruce. And and I can speak for myself. When I was in the world, I didn't have the peace that I find myself having now. Because there was always an affliction going on. You know, I was always dealing with the pressures of something Mm. else. Regardless of what it was, something from my past, something I had to do. It was always a, a burden on me where I didn't have peace. It was always a worry where now... I'm not going to say I don't worry, I don't think about things, but I don't allow it to be a weight. Right. I don't right. allow it to be a weight where it become right. baggage and it's holding me down. I've learned to what I can deal with, I deal with. What I can't, I allow God to deal with it for me. Yes. And he gives me the answers right. to, to surpass those situations. Yep. Every, every situation, God has an answer for it. 
Amen. Every situation God has to deliver. To so where could I get where could I get those answers, Pastor Bruce? Where, where can you get them? Yeah, where could I get those answers? You get those answers from God. From God. So so do I have to go to His Word? Do I need to be in His Word? Do I have to be in His presence? Should I be in prayer? How, how, how for me, for, for, for the layman out there who don't have that relationship, and as even for myself as a young Christian coming up, I didn't know. I didn't understand why my godmother was praising God, mm. have, catching the Holy Ghost. I didn't understand what was going on because nobody explained that to me. So can you explain that for me? You know, one of the issues is that our grandparents and them, everything was spiritual to them. To them. Uh-huh. And... They weren't students of the scriptures. They were students of the spirit. Mm. You know, they, they came to church and they, they heard the preaching and stuff and they, they got caught up in the spirit. Our generation got caught up in the word. So you have to, see, now you have a word study going on. Mm. Nobody has to tell you study the word of God. Even if you don't know how to read the Bible, there's a book that go along with the scriptures that help you break down the word. And the more you approach God, the more the Holy Spirit will reveal truth to the inner man. You have to be able to approach it in a way. Even if you don't, if you can start with, with, with Matthews mm-hmm. and just get a commentary on how to study Matthew. Or get a commentary on how to study 1 Corinthians. You know, and, that, and that commentary will break down the scriptures and give you a relatable uh, solution to what you're reading. Mm-hmm. Or, or to break it down so you'll have a more... Uh, understanding to it. And the more you understand the word of God, the more you can digest the principles of God. More revelation. The more revelation the Holy Spirit can reveal to you. You know, So you got to, you, you have to personally make this a personal endeavor with God. Chase the scriptures. Hmm. Chase God. Don't, you know, everybody got a saying on the wall, don't cross, do this, do that. No, have a scripture on your wall. Meditate on the uh-huh. word day and night and it says you will have good success. Yes. You have to meditate on that word day and night. And that word meditate means medicate your soul. Mm. That your spirit can come alive on the inside. So, so you're saying I should hold God accountable for the words that he's given me. No, he's holding you accountable for the words you, you don't, you, you read. We, <laughs> <laughs> you, no, he ain't holding you accountable. He holding, he, he's holding you, you accountable. You got to be accountable for what you do. Yes. When you, and when you start reading and start studying it, then you want you want to be worried about whether God is going you know do you, what He said. You, you enjoy it. Yes, it's the Holy the Holy Spirit is like a wild horse. You start get you get on it, it'll start taking you places you've never been before. You get yes. to ride and get to enjoy the, the this being in the presence of God. So that's the difference between when I was first started coming to church mm-hmm. years ago to now. Remember I tell you how the, after Azusa Street Ministry, yes. then the Word Revolution came about, came about the prosperity thing came about. Then the name and claim it came about, but the word was the was the foundation to get into my breakthrough from all the addictions and, and the anger and the suicide and all that other stuff. So 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 could could I issue be with this generation is not, not is that they're basing their relationship of, of of with God based off of their parents. Instead of having a relationship for themselves yes. and getting into the word and applying it for themselves. Exactly. You know, they don't come unless the Holy Spirit draw them. Mm-hmm. And he's, gonna, he's drawing them because Titus 2 and 11. Yes. They have to wake up and uh, submit to the call. Once they submit to the call, they have to learn to be consistent. You can't come in because boo-boo left you or you, you lost your job. I mean, it yeah. might bring you in. But you got to get a relationship with Christ to stay in. Amen. You know, you can come in and you'll get the job back, and Boo Boo might come home. But after you get the job back and Boo Boo come home, what are you going to do then? You lost your relationship with God. You, you stopped seeking Him well, out. Well, you know, yep. Because because whatever happened to your job and Boo Boo is going to happen again, and you're going to need God again. Mm. So your mom's well build that relationship with Christ, build that relationship with the Word of God, and be consistent, stay in, and, and stay under some good teaching. Hey man, well, Pastor Bruce, I got I got a special request um, because our time is coming up, and I would request for you to come back next week and continue <laughs> on in this here study because I believe what you have for the people is very important. I believe this generation right now, and and our generation, my generation and yours, they need to hear. 
these here biblical truths because it's it's a battle of the flesh. Yes. And 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 the world is trying to pull on 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 us. You know, when God is trying to pull us in another direction. And right now, the world is winning. And, and what you are giving right now are tools that's going to help them fight off their flesh. I like how you did that. I thank you. <laughs> so, family, we thank you for joining us here tonight. We pray that it was a blessing to you that what you heard here today was not of Pastor Bruce or of myself, but of the word, word of God. God, that God breathed life into your spirit, that it, it conflicted, it convicted you, that you heard something that was true to your, what you're dealing with right now. And we ask that you come be a part of what we're doing here at Faith Harvest on Wednesday nights and come join us on Sundays at 11 o'clock here at church. Service starts at 10. 30 ends um and and the word begins at 11 come join us be a part of what we're doing here at faith harvest and on a pat on behalf of dr williams and our first lady we say god bless you we love you and as we say ministry course but the word is free so if god placed on your heart to sow a seed sow a seed whatever he placed on your heart to do because what we're trying to do here is not for ourselves is for our people. Amen. God bless you. We Amen. love you and have a good night. Thank you again, Pastor Bruce. And come back and be with us next week. Certainly will, brother. God bless you. Amen.